Hey everyone, this is Marissa Phillips from Y'all Heard, and um... Hey everybody, rate us on iTunes Five stars is a charm And why not leave us a voicemail 570-POD-1 Doesn't matter what you say in your voicemail We promise we'll appreciate it, we don't get many, thank you One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey everybody. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Was that a ghost? <laughs> are not related in life, and we still won't be related in death. Yeah, that's true. And this is a podcast where uh, the two of us get together. And, you know, we sort of like think about are there ways to do things that we haven't thought of yet? And then we explore some of those ideas, and sometimes we tell you guys about them. More often, we, <laughs> more often we do that with our Patreon, <laughs> but yeah. we, we don't execute most of the ideas. <laughs> yeah. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Patreon.com slash y'all her. <laughs> yeah. Our last Patreon drop was, uh, what's it? A playlist. A playlist, plus I sent Valentine's out to everyone whose address we have. Don't know if anyone got them, but Mike Stinson. <laughs> so cool. Although one of our listeners is in Texas, so he gets a pass <laughs> because he had a rough time. Hope you're doing well, How Mike. come? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Not even funny, Pete. Texas be wild, y'all. Oh, one of our listeners, Juan, he's in Texas, too. He didn't have electricity for three days. Oh, but it's nice you heard from him. Yeah. So, Juan, you're allowed to be three episodes, uh, three days behind. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, tell me whatever you'd like. You can tell me about your day, your week, your hour, or just tell me a random fact. Um, This past week, I ordered a t-shirt online. Mm-hmm. And it's a pug in a uh, lab coat. That's cute. Wearing a stethoscope, and it says, Trust me, I'm a doctor. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Where do you find that? I was poking around on Tee Public. They have, a, they have a, what they call a thin sweatshirt. Okay, I like that. Sounds or lightweight good. sweatshirt, something like that. Yeah. And I... <laughs> I wanted to know what it was like, so I bought something really just to find out what the light sweatshirt feels like. (laughs) You're weird. We know someone's got some money to burn. Um, yeah, maybe. Although tax time's coming up. What? Tax time's coming up, so I'll have to give all my money to the state of Pennsylvania. I just got my tax return today, and for some reason it happened so fast. I'm like, did I do something wrong? Like, I got my money. <laughs> no, that's because you went early, right? I did, but I should have waited. It makes me nervous. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Remember a while ago, we were uh, my, my icebreaker was like, what's a retro food you want to come back? Not retro. What's an mm-hmm. old food you want to come back? I don't know if we discussed this, but I've been missing 3D Doritos for a long time. But I just realized they're back. 
I just ate so many 3D Doritos this weekend. What's the that third I... dimension in a 3D Dorito? They're just puff Doritos. Shut up. Okay. No, I was... Uh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, I thought, hey. I thought you were making a joke. No, yeah, they're just... Uh, they're like... Uh, Fifth dimension Doritos. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's, no, they're not puff Doritos. I said that wrong. They're like shaped like a... What is the fuck? Like a 3D triangle? What is that? I don't know. Okay. And, and there's there's air in the middle. Like so, a pyramid? Yeah, yeah. They're shaped like... Nice. I was, a, I was, I was unsure if that was correct. <laughs> Not exactly like pyramids, but, you know. Um, and they have air in the middle. So, yeah. I got really sick. Uh, that was cool. I had something I wanted to tell you, and I don't remember. So... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to have an icebreaker? Uh, yeah, if you could come up with one, that'd be cool. Okay. Icebreaker. Build for me your dream cereal, along with a name for it. And it's actually something that I, like, want, that I would eat? Yeah, what else? Something that you'd <laughs> other people for profit? No, I thought pizzas would be funny. No, something you want to eat. I mean, you could want to eat many pizzas. You know, because my name is Pete. Oh, so Pete's ass. And it's just like little faces, your face all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to stick with that. You want to eat a bowl of your face? Yeah. You're gross. <laughs> okay, continue, nasty. <laughs> I, I, uh, okay. So am I trying to come up with something that's marketable as well? No, just your dream cereal. Your oh, dream cereal. My... my dream cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. There's it... nothing you could do to on that? Honestly, no. Um, you know what? Okay. You're not going to like this anyway, but I don't care. Um, Cap and Crunch, but uh-huh. it doesn't cut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll take that. But you need to call it something else because Captain Crunch cuts your mouth. Um... Safety crunch. <laughs> Only if it's shaped like safety cones will I accept that. Um, or at least it's bright orange. Before I mention my cereal. A pyramid? <laughs> yeah. Before I mention my cereal, I just wanted to remind you. Not remind you what? I wanted to tell you what I wanted to tell you before. It's not funny. It's not, it's just, I was in a meeting and. I was multitasking when I shouldn't have been. So they asked me something mm. and I wasn't paying attention. Okay, it's not that big of a deal, but I just need you to know that I called Black History Month Black Lives Matter Month. And it was. <laughs> I mean, they still. That's the ma- way that you look racist by accident. <laughs> yeah. I, if they do matter. <laughs> but yes. I, yes. I just, uh, I just wasn't paying attention, and I, I imagined an abbreviation, and then I, like, forgot what it stood for, and then I was like, I caught myself, and I was like, oops, and then I got, like, a thousand text messages from people laughing at me. Anyway, uh... BLM, Black Lives Month. Guys, <laughs> I, I know it's Black History Month, I just, I just, my mind wasn't where it needed to be, so I just wanted to confess that. Anyway, uh, what? Oh, material. I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be just a bunch of marshmallows, but to somehow have no calories, and it's called mm. sinful. Yeah. 
That's okay. it. It's called sinful. It's a bunch freeze, of the freeze dried mar- marshmallows, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it's a sin. <laughs> sin a roll. <laughs> oh no, no no! It's called bowl of sin, and they're all like mm. they're all black and red. It's just like gothic. Mommy, I want a bowl of sin. <laughs> It's it's you're only allowed to buy it if you're age eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> you have ID sold, for that cereal? <laughs> it's sold in sex sex shops. <laughs> well, uh, almost as absurd. I thought, like, if I was trying to come up with something marketable, which this probably already exists, but I was going to say duties, and they would be. <laughs> They'd be little poop-shaped emojis, but they'd be, like, so chocolatey and delicious. <laughs> oh, I would eat duties so, like, I was going to say so hard. That sounds gross. <laughs> I, would, I want duties to have marshmallows, too, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I think we could fit in some duties. Because duties have different colors. Some marshmallows, I mean, and duties. So yeah, I think yeah. I'm all shaped like duties. But uh, the other cereal is a light brown, and the marshmallow is a dark brown. Okay, okay. Yeah, so like... Uh, and of course your milk is going to turn brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, it's like the best of every world. Because the brown milk is like diarrhea. The light brown cereal is a normal I'm so glad that you're clarifying this for the listener. <laughs> Just in case they haven't made all these connections yet. <laughs> and the dark marshmallows are dehydrated duty. Okay. <laughs> Do you often shit dehydrated duty? Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. We got a little. Uh, we got a little ahead of ourselves there. Off the beaten track on that particular one. Can't wait to see this segue. We we were a little all over the place, and speaking of speaking all over the place, no. um, Marissa, I have to tell you ahead of time. This is a warning for you. Uh oh. I am going to touch on. A lot of things on the way to my topic today. Okay. And you're going to be tempted to divert me. And you are welcome to do so. But know that I don't have all the information on all the things that I'm going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Um, a few weeks ago, I was asking you guys for, like, paranormal podcasts. Nobody really reached out. But thank you, Marissa, for your suggestion. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I, I couldn't find... Like, the reason that I was going towards paranormal is because usually when people are telling the stories of the paranormal, they're kind of quiet like this. And, and like, I just play them while, while I fall asleep. Yeah. So a lot of times I get, like, half of the story. Except for, like, podcasts, man. They do not speak like that. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, and then, so then I was like, uh, what else can I deal with? There's a, a podcast just straight up called Cults. <laughs> There's one called Supernatural. That's my go-to. I can fall asleep listening to that. Okay. Same network has one called Colts. And, uh, Sounds a little lazy, but okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite part about it, though, is when they talk about psychological aspects of stuff. Mm-hmm. The guy, there's a male and female co-host, and uh, the guy goes, I don't remember what the woman's name is, but he's like, Mary's going to talk about the psychological aspects of things. She is not a psychologist, <laughs> but she did a lot of research for this episode. <laughs> Uh-huh. And like on one hand, it's a nice disclaimer, but on the other, hand, it seems like so dismissive. Yeah, that's kind of funny. So anyway, I'm listening to this cult podcast, and uh, 
they start talking about uh, a group of people called the Lemurians. Oh, that sounds fun. This is not to be considered with the Lumineers. <laughs> or with Lumiere, Lumiere from Beauty and Beauty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I joined his cult. Oh, no, ew. <laughs> not to be confused with the Lumineers, who sang that song that I was forced to be our song with an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> ew, what song was that? That Hey Ho song. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I have been with my girlfriend for six months now. We are not pressuring ourselves to find an hour song. Though recently I made a push for um, All for One and All for Love by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting from the Three Musketeers soundtrack. Um, okay. (laughs) If your girlfriend allows that to be... Dog? She did not. Okay, I was going to say. People who are part of the cult of Lumerians, um, like, so you have followers and then you have actual Lumerians. Um, and the actual Lumerians are tall whites who travel in cloud-shaped UFOs. Um, but they also come from the continent of Lemuria, the lost continent of Lemuria. Okay, thank you. I was going to be like, what? <laughs> But some think that the continent isn't actually lost, but that it is under Mount Shasta, a potentially active volcano in California. In fact, in 2009 or so, a 60-foot hole appeared in uh, Mount Shasta. Okay. The hole, uh, this is from ActiveNorCal.com. That's uh, for the (laughs) Northern California active person. (laughs) Okay. The hole, which was deemed illegal and immediately filled by Forest Service, citing that it was a safety hazard, uh, was approximately 15 feet wide and 60 feet deep, and it included a wire above it that was connected to two trees and had a pulley mechanism on it. It was noted that some nearby trees had been marked with paint, although that faded over time. Basically, this person was digging into the ground and filling up kind of like novelty cups, and then bringing them to the top and dumping them out and then continuing that process. So slow going. Okay. Was the digger looking for gold? Were they looking for artifacts or were they looking for the lost continent of Lemuria? We don't know. But what we do know is that Lemuria originated, I'm sorry, the name Lemuria originated in the 19th century from a zoologist who believed that lemurs who uh, they, lemurs used the lost continent as a land bridge to migrate from India to Madagascar. Um, before you continue, why did you decide to do this? I want context. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> lemurs used it before it was lost, and now it is under a mountain. <clears throat> Marissa, what have we learned from the pandemic and sheltering in place? Don't answer that question. Yeah, I was going to say... Some of- <laughs> Some of us have flourished, and some of us have suffered. Now I'm going to get to my point, Marissa. Now I'm going to get to my point. Congratulations to me. From wired.co.uk. In 1800 BC, the people of Cappadocia, of the Cappadocia region of modern-day Turkey, decided their environment was so hostile, with extreme weather and constant threat of war, that they dug an entire underground city. What? The Wait, oldest under- real? This- is real? Yes. Okay. 
This is the oldest underground city, and it is still in existence. It housed 20,000 people. It had schools, houses, shopping areas, places of worship, and it was protected by large stone doors, which allowed each floor to be closed off separately. You know, just in case somebody did get in there. Okay. In 2010, Helsinki, Finland, essentially took the same approach. The city council approved an underground master plan, which was completed in 2019, and it covers the city's entire 133 square miles, combining energy, conservation, shelter from the long cold winter, and an enormous pepper bunker in case of Russian aggression. You know, um, I said pepper. It's supposed to be prepper. So if oh. that was the question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Architects in Mexico City have taken another approach, proposing a 300-meter underground pyramid dubbed the Earth Scraper. Now... No, I don't like that name. Earth Scraper is coming from Skyscraper. Oh, okay. That's the connection. It took me a long time, too. (laughs) So they were going to make this 300-meter underground pyramid dubbed the Earth Scraper that was planned to sit as a mini-city... Uh, beneath Mexico City's main square, but there was an $800 million price tag, uh, and so the plans have been shelved for a bit of time. Okay. In 2017, Paris launched a competition called Reinvent Paris 2. I do not know the results of Reinvent Paris 1. Okay. And this asked uh, designers to come up with uses for currently unused or underused city-owned plots like basements of historic buildings, tunnels that were freed up after cars were banned from the lower roads. Um, also, unused reservoirs, old parking lots. Why is lots. every country cooler than us? <laughs> the, a, a lot of these places have been turned into restaurants, shops, and micro farms for edible insects. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Marissa, why is every other country cooler than America yeah. with underground cities? Yeah, please tell me. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I don't. I don't consider the edible insects thing uh, cooler than us, but otherwise, yes. The problem says, Asmo Yaxi. Yeah. Chief architect of Helsinki's underground Amos Rex Museum is not the construction itself. It's quote making people comfortable to go underground that we found complicated. Like, afraid that every... No, yeah, just tell me. Uh, So, he ran this museum. The museum's running out of space. We need a new, larger building. The only option uh, was a modernist cinema called Rex would have been uh, big enough so that we... So, we dug out a hole. Like, we dug out um, a square outside of the Rex and sunk the museum into it, basically. Oh. So they expanded into this theater and then also went underground with it. Interesting. Uh, they did this because they found that people needed to feel connected to the surface somehow. That if you just drop some people <laughs> underground and don't let them know the clear way out, they might panic. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yaxi's solution was elaborate. Uh, the solution for making people feel connected. connected. Um, And that was that they installed artistic skylights that let in natural light, uh, but it also let in curious gazers from people who were, you know, on the surface looking down into uh, the skylights to see the people at the museum. Okay. 
And perhaps this is why America really isn't jumping on board, despite being interested in the same environmental concerns that come out of building underground structures and cities and that sort of thing. Wait, why? Um, because wait, why? Because it's hard to market, like tricks to trick somebody into living underground. <laughs> okay. Um, I also mentioned the environmental concerns, but didn't really hit on them. Um, a lot of people are saying that because of climate change, it'd be a good idea to start digging. <laughs> okay. And then you could live underground to avoid, yeah, the extreme harsh winters that could be coming. I've never heard anyone talk about this in my life. Is this like a thing that people are actually really looking into actively? <laughs> But of course, Marissa, not all underground no, needs to be as elaborate. Question. I wasn't making fun of you. Or I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not all underground needs to be as elaborate as putting an entire city underground. A quick search will lead you to earth-sheltered housing, a softer term than underground dense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that does definitely feel softer. <laughs> <laughs> and the reality that this ha is that this has been done before, and it can be done, with pros and cons, of course. A pro, for example, would be the regulated temperature of your dwelling. Mm -hmm. You have to put some insulation between the walls of your home and the earth you know, surrounding your home, but the earth actually helps keep you warm and is a more predictable temperature than the land because it's not subject to wind, for example. Um, okay. And then you can power your temperature system and other things with the uh, hydroelectricity that you, you know, when you capture rainwater or something like that. So that's kind of cool, right? You're going green. Yeah. Um, so it's not that the earth is is hotter, per se. I mean, it is sexier, but it's yeah, not hotter. Thank you for saying what we all wanted to say. <laughs> um, but that the earth has a more consistent temperature than above the earth okay uh under the earth i guess there's here's a point that i couldn't really fit into any other spot so i just sort of dropped it in this paragraph uh -huh. there are three types of earth sheltered housing categories one would be in hill which would be you have a hill and you dig out part of the hill and put your house like build your house into it i think that sounds very cool and i would do that yeah another one is is kind of like it's kind of like in inhale from Walmart. <laughs> it's called bermed, uh, where where you take earth, like dirt, you know, rocks, that sort of stuff, and you sort of pack it around the structure that you're building, so that you make like a sort of like hill over where you're gonna live. Okay. And then the third would be just straight up underground. You dig a hole and you start building a, an underground house. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but yes, there would be considerations like skylights or sun tubes. What does that mean? Thank you. A sun tube is a like 20 inch hole that you can put into your roof. And there's a pipe slash tube that would lead directly down. And what's interesting is it, it kind of looks like, um, crap, I can't remember what they're called. I had nothing. Can light. It, it sort of ends up looking like a can light. I don't know what a of, light is. Coming out of your ceiling. So um, a can light would be like the light fixture itself is sort of like flush with the ceiling, but up in the ceiling there's a, oh, okay. got it, got there's it, a bulb. Yeah. Now, 
popular science says that you would need things like skylights because humans need stuff like sunlight and air, etc. <laughs> yeah. Marissa, this sounds glorious to me. When isolated in caves without light, Humans have been documented to sleep for as much as 48 hours in a, str- in a stretch. Oh, God, that's so fucking good. <laughs> oh, I would pay for that. So you would have to use artificial lights to regulate circadian rhythms so that you know when to wake up, start your day, that sort of thing. Yeah, it sounds worth it. But experts say that with a good design and a lot of psychological support, humans could make convincing and surprisingly healthy Mole people. Okay, anything that involves, quote, a lot of psychological support. I'm right. <laughs> I'm absolutely so, out. So you would need to figure out how to grow food, which they are able to do with, like, grow lights and things like that. Get sunlight, which, again, we're talking about skylights, sun tubes, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other things you have to figure out, too. So most of the existing cities uh, existing underground cities are more like tourist spots right now where like you can go underground and go shopping go to a restaurant that sort of thing but it's not like you're moving in there and staying for you know a couple of years that sort of thing one of my favorite things in korea was that every well not everyone but almost every single subway uh had like a whole shopping mall system like underground surrounding that does it sound fun yeah beautiful i love it i miss it so much anyway continue if you start looking up underground cities and underground tunnel systems then for some reason it, it always ends up taking you back to the movie us because there was a little screen at the beginning that talks about uh underground tunnels in america and this is where your us spoilers coming up this is where your doppelganger lives <laughs> I also thought you were going to tell me it inevitably got back to flat earth, but yeah. But yeah, so so a lot of that stuff comes up, and if you've seen the map that talks about those underground systems, it's doctored. But, you know, there are many underground systems. It's just that they, the person who doctored that map, I'm sorry, that's not the one. Somebody took the underground systems and then said, these are the hot spots where most people disappear, and these are the tunnels to imply that somebody was pulling people underground and, like, eating them or whatever. What? And that's the one that's doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, it seems like the largest threat to an underground city may well be... Anything, Marissa? Moles. People. (laughs) Okay. Why? Not mole people, by the way, listener. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand why. Isn't it always people, though? I mean, yeah, people are the worst, but... Going underground may be physically possible, but it's sure to be psychologically taxing. But what isn't? Lawrence Palinkas is a professor at the University of Southern California and an expert in extreme environments. Typically, he says, people are screened for traits that would allow them to thrive in a stint aboard an international space station or like a sabbatical at a remote research outpost in Antarctica or something like that. Mm -hmm. Characteristics like openness to new experiences, for example, are often deemed essential. Okay. I don't know many people at all (laughs) who are actually open (laughs) to new experiences. (laughs) I mean, people who, like, join the Peace Corps or, like, uh, or, like, go to Antarctica and stuff. So there'd be a handful of people, I would think. Or people yeah. really who 
are really into environmentalism to like an intense degree. Right. And that would be an intense degree. Hmm. Like you would have to get over a lot of ego stuff in order to, to reach that degree that would be necessary because I didn't really pull this part out, but one of the things that they were talking about is that the group of people who live underground in this place need to be able to work together and need to be able to get along and put aside their differences and that sort of thing. Like, Oh, so if, like a commune could probably go underground. If we have like, I don't know, like 10 candy bars to get us through this week, you know, like somebody can't come in and be like, well, I want a whole candy bar. Yeah. And yeah. We, it's like, well, we have 20 people. So, you know, you're going to get a half. You're going to get a half. <laughs> like, yeah, it would become Lord of the Flies. Right. And um, and then we would just have like really nice, elaborate underground cities with a bunch of dead people in them. <laughs> so. Oh, creepy. But yeah, I, the, the idea of uh, subterranean living was something that sort of <laughs> came to mind after um, hearing about Mount Shasta and the lost continent underneath of it. And, yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to do a little bit of looking. And yeah, if you look, um, there are people that do food, you know, food prep, not like preparing food for you to eat, <laughs> but like long term. That's what it's called. Long term food storage. Oh, yeah. And and other like doomsday prep type things that will give you lots of stuff. Um, some of my favorite things that I, I guess I should, should just say one because I can't think of all of them. But one of my favorite things uh, that came up was... Um, you know, like you type something into Google and then it gives you these are questions that people had about it. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, do I have to apply for permits to build underground? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> You're technically supposed to even like call the city if you just dig a hole. Yeah. So you don't hit gas or something like that. Yeah. FYI, people call. If you live in Philly, at least call. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I see to the expert. I forgot. <laughs> call a one one before you dig. OK, did <laughs> you? I don't have much to continue with. I'm pretty much done. I like side hill living. I'd live on the side, like in part of a hill. I don't like yeah. the ground fully living. And that's the thing, like, um. When I see some of these structures and some of these houses, they look so, like, modern and cool. Like, usually when you think of, like, a modern, clean design, right, it's like there's aspects of, of modern um, design, but also you end up with greenery. And it is kind of like an interesting and compelling uh, combination of stuff. So it definitely makes you stop and look at the the house mm -hmm. but also like within moments i'm like it's got to be musty in there <laughs> Ew, so yeah. yeah so but i'm sure it's not i'm sure that these people i'm sure you know, it is don't give them that much credit if you can afford to build a house like i'm sure you can afford to come up with a way to dehumidify your house <laughs> pete you don't need to appease the underground <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do, because when they take over... <laughs> Just speak your truth. But, yeah, no, it uh, makes me think of, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, good reference. Yeah, I love that book and movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know, could you ever consider it? I think... So one of the things, yeah, that I learned from the pandemic is that I do like to go outside... But if I don't have a reason to, 
I don't make myself go outside a lot. Neither do I. Um, I, I sometimes, like, sometimes I view my apartment as sort of like a safe space and a refuge, right? Uh-huh. rest of the world is driving me crazy and I just want to get into my spot. Mm-hmm. But then other times, sometimes <laughs> I think your apartment is a prison oh, and well, you should get is. out as yeah. much as possible, right? Yeah. Um, I don't generally have a lot of places to go, so I don't do that very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I, I wonder if I did, you know, I guess what I would want to try first is to live in like a basement apartment. <laughs> And if I feel like that's okay, then because like if I lived in a place that didn't have, I'm trying to figure out how to say this right, and I'm going in a bunch of different directions. But what I'm trying to say is, if I still come out of the place to go to work and that sort of stuff, uh-huh. I could see myself doing that. But if I had to live my entire life underground and take like vitamin B pills and stuff like that, um, I don't think I would love that as much. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, hell, my boyfriend has a nice apartment on the 14th floor, but he doesn't have enough lamps. So I find his apartment always dark and it puts me into a massive depression. Yeah, and I mean, he needs places for the ghosts to live, so... Yeah, exactly. There's no ghost in this one. It was in the last one. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. You think ghosts aren't places. Yes, or... <laughs> but in this case, I don't think it haunted a person because I don't feel its presence in this new apartment. Anyway... <laughs> That was interesting. I didn't know there was so much underground goings on in other places. Uh, yeah. It makes you go like, huh, should I become like an underground house reseller? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any in this area. No. But I've never heard about There it. are a lot of nuts <laughs> who might invest in it. Oh, I thought... I'm, I don't know. I didn't make... When you said nuts, I took it the wrong way. And I was trying to understand how literal nuts could be linked to that. So thank you for clarifying. Oh, another thing that's worth considering if you've reached this far into the podcast and stuff, like let's say you were in Louisiana. You don't want to build an underground house like near the bayou. Like you, you have to want to like be uh what you call it? Uh you don't want to drown? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> So yeah, like you, you, you know, that's another thing to sort of keep in mind. And apparently, Helsinki is a great place to build underground, but there are other places that you know might not be. So well, like you mentioned, I mean, I would hope you have to get some sort of permit to build underground. Also, if like me, you play Animal Crossing, you will notice that when you go into build mode in Animal Crossing, they will not let you build in certain terrain. Like they will not let you put a pond too close to the edge of a mountain they will not let you dig too close to a house because they don't want you to drown or sink or there to be a collapse so if it won't work in animal crossing it probably wouldn't work in real life that's (laughs) fine guys that's a good tip pete don't laugh at me (laughs) so marissa this week have anything that you want to tell the listeners about anything that you might want to I'm barely holding on, but um, WandaVision's good if you haven't seen that yet. If you don't have Disney Plus, then too bad. (laughs) I don't have Disney Plus. I'd steal it from someone. Not steal it. They give it to me. So if you don't have Disney Plus, get better friends. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> How about you, Pete? I wanted to po- po- plug a podcast episode today. Okay. Because the podcast is Blank Check with Griffin and David. Okay. All those words are spelled exactly how you would think. So, P-R-Y-S-S-O-N? Griffin? Like, is that like, what you're... like the, the bird thing? It's an I-N. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just double checking. Continue. <laughs> anyway, what they do is they'll be like, oh, we're going to talk about Steven Spielberg. And then they watch all of Steven Spielberg's movies. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about each one of them and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What they're doing currently is um, like the the... I guess Disney renaissance of animated movies like Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, if you really like, if you're into our podcast where they, we tell you things that you didn't know you needed to know, I thought the Aladdin episode was very interesting. Why? About, um, like what Aladdin got ripped off of and like just the lives of some of the people that were involved in it and that sort of thing. It was really interesting. And that's what I listened to like two times trying to fall asleep last night okay. uh but here's the warning podcast is two hours and 17 minutes so oh. it's a big commitment but if you just want to have something on and you know slowly absorb it it was kind of interesting there was a lot of cool uh, stories in it so uh i sometimes me and pete don't see eye to eye on podcasts but lately oh yeah these guys are super huge nerds too like, oh. I could definitely see somebody turning this on and just being like, I'm out. Like, these people are talking too deep into movies. <laughs> I, I might be into this. I was going to say, Pete recently turned me on to Double Threat Podcast, which I didn't get at first. And now I do. However, I think we're going to plug their latest episode, which I once again do not get. <laughs> but anyway, I do like that podcast nonetheless. I got it. Yeah, but that's because I watched the George Lucas talk show. Yeah, I don't. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, thank you for listening. Um, sorry. Hey, Marissa, what? If somebody wanted to call us, what should they do? They should go pod. They should go what? They should call five seven zero pod one one. Cool. If they wanted to support us, they could go to patreon.com slash y'all heard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Or they could go and to what if they wanted to hit you directly? They could slide into my DMs at Wrist Vandal. What if they wanted to contact me directly? They could slide into your DMs at Peter Bides. Uh, they should just slide into yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too thirsty. No one, no one wants to give me the satisfaction. <laughs> um... Yeah, thanks for listening. I feel like I was subdued in this podcast, and I apologize if I seem a little... That's off. not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I apologize if I seemed slightly weird at the beginning. I started getting a text as we started, and then so I was trying to multitask, because I didn't want to make you, like, edit things. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Thank you, Pete. You got it. Wait, did I just say a email? Please take that out. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> Yeah, hi. Hi.